Welcome to the Disabled Artist Podcast. I'm Relly, your host, and I started this show as a way of celebrating my own disabled artist identity. In each episode, you can expect to hear discussions on ableism, accessibility, and inclusion. Stick around to the end for tips on how to self-advocate as a disabled artist. Welcome back, everyone. Um, This episode is all about unlearning ableism when you are a disabled artist and why it's so important to unlearn that stuff. Ableism is basically in favor of able-bodied people. It's any act or non-action which inevitably favors those types of people, and it's, uh, it can be really troublesome. If you are a disabled artist, you know what I'm talking about. Um, being on the other end, not of only your own internalized ableism, but also other people's ableism, is really difficult. It can be, it can be really hard to live just in the world as a person when you come against that ableism, which is unfortunately so prevalent in our society, specifically our Western society. And um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a struggle. It's a daily struggle. So next, I'd like to go into why is unlearning ableism so important as a disabled artist, and specifically, um, why is it important to unlearn that internalized ableism? It's, it's important because unlearning that internalized ableism can help you stop beating yourself up. It can help you to go at your own pace as a disabled artist. It can help you to access that accessible creative career that we really want as disabled artists. And um, yeah, that's, it's, that's why it's really important because it can help you move past those things that perhaps have been blocking you from your creative process, you know, that, that could basically give you the best outcome of your art that can possibly be. I know that's, the words are kind of escaping my brain right now, but internalized ableism is that thing that can prevent your work from being the best that it can be. That's what I want to say. Yeah. Any artist wants their work to be the best that it can be, right? And disabled artists are no different. For example, me having that internalized ableism is basically what what makes my brain say, like, I should be able to finish this project, you know, like, and it's, it's not about that. It's about, you know, figuring out what works for you as a disabled artist. It's about figuring out how to go at your own pace and whether that's, you know, going really fast or going really slow, like whatever, whatever pace makes that art the best that it can be um, is, is what we want, right? And so, when I'm functioning at my best as a disabled artist is when my art will shine. So how does one, how does one unlearn your ableism or your internalized ableism as a disabled artist in the first place? 
That is extremely difficult. That is a task that I will probably have to continue on for for a while. And hopefully I come to the point where that's, you know, there's a finish point. Because like for me, I don't want to have to do this my whole life. Maybe it'll take me my whole life, but honestly, I'm I'm a very like start and finish kind of a person. Like I like to, there to be a start and an end. Otherwise, it gets like super overwhelming for me. And I'm like, what's the point? And then I just don't do it. Right. So <laughs> I think that there can be a point where you're like, hey, I I actually feel pretty good about this. You know, I feel good about myself and unlearning these things. And so I think it's a goal that ultimately one can achieve. And I think that's that's a way of looking at the world can be really hopeful because I think this like endless cycle of like things, you know, more, let me, let me say this again. (laughs) Um, I think the endless cycle of like never ending learning and like always this, this like extreme capitalistic version of growth, like personal growth, I think is kind of BS in my opinion, because it kind of takes the fun out of out of life for me it's like because there's no end so it's like constant and it's never ending to me that my brain is just like no like I can't handle that like I want there to be a start and a finish (laughs) and so that's my outlook on this is like yes there can you can have goals and they can be attainable and there can be ends to things unlearning the ableism is no different And I think you start the process by, number one, learning about disability, because there are so many different kinds of disabilities out there that people struggle with. And I think it's important to learn about those things so that if you come across them, you can be like, oh, okay, you know, um, I understand. Like, I know what that is, (laughs) you know, and we're not taught those kind of things in school. You know, we're not taught about different disabilities. And I think that's something that's really unfortunate because as a disabled artist, like, I think that kind of ignorance is what really stops me from performing at my best a lot of the times or being understood. So, um, yeah, that's the first step is learn about disability, whether you have a disability, you are disabled or not. Learn about stability, number one. <laughs> and then the second step, I think, is also taking a good look at your own ableist actions, um, whether it's in- internalized or not. I think this is a really important step because taking a look at yourself when it comes to ableism helps you kind of uncover, like, why did I do that? And um, so on and so on. And we'll, will make you less likely to do that in the future. And so with that being said, I'd like to take this moment to kind of give you guys a few examples, not just one, but a few examples of how I've been ableist in the past. Because I don't want to sit up here on my podcast throne and say, I'm not ableist or I don't have internalized ableism because that is not true. And I have definitely been a little asshole in the past. And um, just because I am a disabled artist doesn't mean that I don't do those things. And I think that's a very important distinction to make because I think oftentimes when people talk about ableism, they 
are oftentimes pointing the finger, you know, at somebody else when it's like, hey, mister, have you like, have you actually looked at yourself recently? And I think, yeah, I think that's a very important part of this process as well. So here goes. <laughs> First of all, uh, when I was, I don't know, it, it was probably a good 10 plus years ago before I was diagnosed with autism. And I had this friend that um, reached out to me and he was, he was a, a military guy that I had dated um, in high school because my family lived overseas in Japan. Um, and I had found out that he had suffered a brain injury in the military and was completely unable to function on his own. And this was extremely difficult for me to see because I, at this point, had no idea how to deal with disability or, you know, anything like that. Subsequently, ended up blocking him because I was terrified and I didn't know how to deal with the situation, which is so horrible and not an excuse, you know, but it's, this is what I'm talking about. These kind of things that like, ultimately, I can't undo, you know, these are the kind of actions that will stay with me forever. And I will regret for the rest of my life. You know, um, we're not taught how to deal with uh, disability or things like that. So that's number one. <laughs> oh, boy, guys, that was a doozy. Um, number two, I re when I went back home to Michigan, I actually caught myself teaching my niece how to mask. <laughs> and um, this came in the form of like me telling her to like, look at me in the eyes. And I caught myself and I was like, oh my God, like I just did that, you know? And I, I remember that feeling of like, holy shit, this is, this is what's been happening over and over and over probably for a long ass time, you know, generations down the line of like, people teaching me how to mask, you know, to look people in the eye and how to do these things that weren't natural to me. When I was um, a teenager, my mother was very sensitive to chemicals and perfumes, and she didn't want me to wear it around her. And I told her, no, fuck you, you know, like, I'm gonna wear what I want. And like those kind of things, you know, because Oh my God, it's just, it's just so crazy. Like when you see the actions of how our society treats disabled people, um, it is heartbreaking, you know, and to see your own actions do that. It's like, it's, it's terrible. And the truth is like, it's really pointless of me to beat myself up about these things because I was, a, I was simply a product of the world around me. and. Honestly, all I can really do is try to be better in the future. But it's also important for me to really take a close look at those things and go, oh, yeah, that was shitty and I'm not going to do that anymore, you know? And that's what this is all about. So not saying that I'm not going to make mistakes, you know, because this is, is a, it's a learning process and... I I don't want to put myself in a position where I have to be perfect all the time because it's not about being perfect. It's just about being aware. I want to come circle back a little bit about um, pertaining to being a disabled artist, right? 
And I think it really has a lot to do with just really getting down to the basics and realizing that, you know, I do have certain disadvantages as a disabled artist and that that's okay. And I think that's what this is all about is um, recognizing that there are going to be days when I feel like complete dog shit and (laughs) that um, perhaps you know, the plan that I had the day before might not come into, (laughs) into being, you know, um, as difficult it is as it is for my autistic brain to kind of adapt and, um, respond to that kind of, those kind of things. Um, that's okay, you know, and that, um, I need to put in, in place things so that my autistic brain can cope with that change. Um, Which is interesting, you know, because when you have what I want to call multiple layers of disabilities, they oftentimes clash against one another, you know, and so it's constant. I'm constantly like juggling these things, and um, unlearning that ableism is going to help me to cope with these things a lot better. And um, fortunately. If you can grasp how much this internalized ableism really affects your work as a disabled artist, you can really start to unpack that and uh, move forward. It would be nice if we had more education about ableism. And I think it's important to talk about ableism because it can be a gateway to including disabled people and disabled artists. Um, within a creative space. Now it's time for a pro tip. If I want to self-advocate as a disabled artist, it's a good idea to try and unlearn my internalized ableism, like we have been discussing this whole time. And I love doing it this way because it kind of circles back everything um, that I've been talking about within this session. and. Yeah, it's just, it's really important to unlearn that stuff because it's a a very big block in self-advocating. Because if if you're thinking like, hey, I don't deserve this, I don't deserve my accommodations and all these things, it can really stop you from taking the next steps into action and actually self-advocating for yourself as a disabled artist. Just a reminder, um, there are three ways in which you can support the Disabled Artist Podcast. You can hit the subscribe button if you are into this kind of stuff. You can rate this podcast on your favorite listening platform, and you can also share with your people. Thanks, everyone. I hope you have a great day. 